You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Good afternoon. This is day 53. Yes, day 53 of 100 Days of Colin. Welcome, Joshua. Um, we are going to resume our reading of Glenn Beck's tome here. Just log in. And we'll get right to it. Alright, so this is it. The Great Reset, Building a 21st Century Fascism Machine. So, this is from... Okay. It's not revealing the title. Alright, I'll just <clears throat> I'll just begin. So first of all, we have the definition of reset correctly. Reset, we, can, we can't think of it in terms of, of sort of publishing or pushing a button and going back to things the way they were. The normal was a crisis. The normal was itself not working. And this is John Kerry speaking at a World Economic Forum event titled Redesigning Social Contracts in Crisis, June 24th of 2020. An international conspiracy between powerful bankers, business leaders, and government officials, secret meetings in the Swiss Alps, and calls for a new world order the Great Reset is one henchman with an eye patch away from being a great plot for the next James Bond movie. Which, by the way, means that when Hollywood inevitably makes a blockbuster Great Reset film, the role of Glenn Beck will be played by Daniel Craig. Makes uh, perfect sense to me, but not so much to my wife. Uh, in previous chapters, I have shown how the Great Reset would be fueled, modern monetary theory, how the conditions have come about that make the reset possible the coronavirus pandemic and what the justification is for the destruction of the current world economic system claims of an existential climate change crisis but to this point I have deliberately avoided explaining the specific policy changes that great reset supporters have in mind when they talk about their plans for the future and there is a good reason for that Parts of the Great Reset are complicated, very complicated. Unlike conservative political figures like Ted Cruz and Rand Paul, or left-leaning politicians like Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who typically have no problem telling the American people exactly where they stand on the issues, those who favor the Great Reset often shroud their plans using coded language, largely unknown economic theories, and incredibly complex charts and diagrams that make whatever the heck that guy in a beautiful mind was sketching look like a children's maze on the back of a Denny's kids menu. Making matters worse, the Great Reset's biggest backers have deliberately chosen to use terminology, terminology that sounds appealing to many supporters of free markets like capitalism, investments, and stakeholders, while meaning something very different from what many of us think of when we hear these ideas discussed in the United States. Excuse me. Just pause. Of course, at times the Great Reset movement could not be clearer. When advocates of the Reset say, To achieve a better outcome, the world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our society's economies, from education to social contracts and working conditions. They mean it. Likewise, when they say, We need a Great Reset of capitalism, they mean that too. And when they say, we are completely rethinking the tools of economic policy. 
they are not lying. But as shocking as these and many other Great Reset-related statements are, they do not even come remotely close to painting the truly horrifying transformation of the world that the Great Reset movement has in mind when it talks about building a new global society. Although you will not hear Great Reset resetters openly calling for authoritarianism, authoritarianism, excuse me, the Great Reset is clearly a new kind of soft authoritarianism that is not too far off from the merging of markets, corporatism, authoritarianism, collectivism, and modern technology that has been embraced by the Communist Party of China in recent decades. Its confusing terminology and vague language are what make the Great Reset so dangerous and frankly brilliant. Openly calling for a takeover of the global economy by the ruling class would immediately alienate 90% of the general population. But by tying in the Green New Deal, a government jobs guarantee, and a host of other large social welfare programs, they have managed to win over some progressives and socialists who care deeply about those issues. And by painting the movement as a pro-business, pro-capitalism plan to improve the economy, they have managed to win over some establishment political figures on the right. But at its core, the Great Reset is not truly pro-socialism, and it's not pro-capitalism either. It's just a rebranding of the same old tired ideas that elites have pushed a million times before. Give us more power, and we'll promise we'll take care of you and fix the world's ills. Let us manage more of the economy, and we'll promise you'll all be wealthier for it. Give us the authority to punish the quote-unquote bad guys in society, and we'll save the planet from annihilation. I admit that the Great Reset is a little cleverer is that even a word, Mr. Editor? Then some of our schemes that the ruling class have trotted out before. But in the end, no matter what label the elitist snake oil salesman slaps on the front of the bottle, it is still poison he's trying to sell you. Or as former Texas Governor Ann Richards once said, you can put lipstick on a hog and call it Monique, but it is still a pig. And make no re- mistake about it, the Great Reset is a pig. A big, fat Trough-licking pig. The trick is to stopping the Great Reset, then, is knowing how to recognize the poison and then how to keep our friends, family, and neighbors from guzzling it down. So what exactly is the Great Reset and how do global elites plan to impose it on the entire world? The road to serfdom. The first thing you need to know about the Great Reset is that at least at the time of this writing, there is no official Great Reset manual, framework, or agreement that all Great Reset advocates have signed up for. It is possible such a platform will be released when the World Economic Forum holds its next annual meeting, but currently, you cannot go to one single place and see everything that the Reset entails. The Great Reset has often been presented one component at a time, as though you are given a puzzle with all the pieces and the theme, but without the picture of what it would look like, completed. The obscurity of the final picture is, I believe, deliberate. It is much harder for people who would otherwise be deeply concerned about the Great Reset to spend too much time worrying about it, because it takes a lot of effort just to figure out what the Reset really is. Luckily for you, 
my research team and I have spent months putting together all the great reset pieces together so you do not have to. The best place to find information about the Great Reset is the website for the World Economic Forum. And as I have noted throughout this book, the World Economic Forum is one of the leaders of the Great Reset movement. It hosts a large archive of articles, interviews, podcasts, and videos about the Reset, much of which features academics, business, and government leaders, and activists from around the world, including America. In an article published on June 3, 2020 on the World Economic Forum's website, the World Economic Forum founder and executive chairman, sorry, Klaus Schwab, discusses in broad but relatively clear terms some of the main goals of the Great Reset. Quote, there are many reasons to pursue a Great Reset, Schwab wrote, but the most urgent is COVID-19. Having already led to hundreds of thousands of deaths, the pandemic represents one of the worst public health crises in recent history, and with casualties still mounting in many parts of the world, is far from over. Schwab then cites climate change, income inequality, and other crises as key justifications for a Greek reset of capitalism, and then he explains the left unaddressed these crises will deepen and leave the world less sustainable, less equal, and more fragile. Incremental measures and ad hoc fixes will not suffice to prevent this scenario. So we must build entirely new foundations for our economic and social systems, end quote. So Schwab says that there are three main components, components to the Great Reset Agenda. One is most uncontroversial to harness innovations of the fourth industrial revolution to support the public good, especially by addressing health and social challenges. During the the COVID-19 crisis, companies, universities, and others have joined forces to develop diagnostics, therapeutics, and possible vaccines, establish testing centers, create mechanisms for tracing infections, and deliver telemedicine. Imagine what could be possible if similar concerted efforts were made in every sector. There are few people in the Western world who believe that technological advancements won't play a key role in future economic development. And some of those innovations, Schwab cites, such as telemedicine, are something I have been talking about for many years. Unfortunately, here in America, it took a pandemic to convince many in government to loosen regulations and make key reforms so that telemedicine and similar services made possible by recent technological achievements are available to everyone. I guess talking to your doctor through applications like Skype was just too much innovation for bureaucrats to handle. Don't you just love government? The other two component Schwab outlines is where the real fun begins. According to Schwab, the first component of the Great Reset would steer the market towards fairer outcomes. To this end, governments should improve coordination, for example, in tax, regulatory, and fiscal policy, upgrade trade agreements, and create the conditions for a stakeholder economy. At the time of a diminishing tax base and soaring public debt, governments have a powerful incentive to pursue such action. Moreover, governments should implement long overdue reforms that promote more equitable outcomes. Depending on the country, these may include changes to wealth taxes, the withdrawal of fossil fuel subsidies, and new rules governing intellectual property, trade, and competition. 
Okay, now you might be thinking, Glenn, this sounds like your standard progressive tax and spend platform, but you promised me so much more. Where's this big reset of society you've been talking so much about? So hang with me, because we're going to get there soon. For now, I just want you to remember that Schwab has said that the Great Reset would steer the market towards fairer outcomes, create the conditions for a stakeholder economy, and implement long overdue reforms that promote more equitable outcomes. All of these ideas are going to get fleshed out in a lot more detail later in this chapter, but you can already see that Schwab's ideas are required dramatically altering the global economy and empowering someone. We'll find out who that someone is soon with the authority to redistribute wealth and power. It is also important to remember that Schwab, who is really just one of many important great reset advocates, is especially interested in something called a stakeholder economy, a concept that is vital for understanding the full weight of the great reset. Later in the same article, Schwab explains that another major component of the Great Reset Agenda is to ensure investments advance shared goals such as equality and sustainability. He continues, Here the large-scale spending programs that many governments are implementing represent a major opportunity for progress. The European Commission, for one, has unveiled plans for a 750 billion euro, $826 billion U.S., recovery fund. The U.S., China, and Japan ha also have ambitious economic stimulus plans. Rather than using these funds, as well as investments from private entities and pension funds, to fill the cracks in the old system, we should use them to create a new one that is more resilient, equitable, and sustainable in the long run. This means, for example, building quote-unquote green urban infrastructure and creating incentives for industries to improve their track record on environmental, social, and governance ESG metrics. The new system Schwab is referring to is a total reworking of the way people think about businesses and how to evaluate them. Rather than focus on profits, private property rights, supply and demand from consumers, the cornerstones of free market economies, Schwab wants to develop a system based largely on environmental social governments, ESG metrics, which, we'll, as we'll explore later, is another much more complex way of suggesting that companies should be rewarded for working towards achieving social justice goals like flight, fighting climate change and addressing racial inequality and removing Aunt Jemima from syrup bottles. This does not mean, however, the Great Recess is a socialist system. It is easy to fall into that trap, I did many times, in the year leading up to the book's release. The Great Reset is fundamentally about shifting wealth and power into the hands of elites, as you'll see later in the chapter. So all of this social justice stuff that Schwab and other resetters like to talk about is just a smoke and mirror show. In the end, the Great Reset machine could be used to pursue any goals that the ruling class deems important. As I warned you about earlier, Schwab's article, he is deliberately being very vague, but there are already several reasons to be alarmed. First, Schwab wants to reset capitalism and create a new system. Second, the new system would be focused on equality of outcomes, not equality under the law. A goal rejected by all market-based economies. And although Schwab does not say in the passage quoted here, we will discover elsewhere that equality... Schwab wants isn't just among people within a nation, 
but between nations as well. The Great Reset is, without a doubt, an internationalist movement. Third, Schwab wants national governments and central banks to spend massive amounts of money, money they do not have, to make his proposed changes. Schwab says elsewhere in the article that this will require stronger and more effective governments, expanding social programs. In a variety of articles, speeches and pre presentations, interviews and videos, the Great Reset supporters make it abundantly clear that their plan for building a more equitable society requires large government funded socialist or progressive programs which would be paid for by increasing taxes on the wealthy and businesses as well as through the printing of money by central banks like the Federal Reserve in the United States. Gita Kopinath, the chief economist at the International Monetary Fund, said during an interview with the World Economic Forum promoting the Great Reset, I believe it's very important for countries to recognize that there are essential services that need to be provided in terms of healthcare, education, good governance, and a social safety that cannot be compromised on. Sharon Burrow, the General Secretary of the International Trade Union Confederation, ITUC, also supports a Great Reset. During a similar interview, Burrow said, I can see how we could use this opportunity to design a better world, but we need both national and multilateral institutions to make it work. Later, Burrow added, we must ensure this design is inclusive of universal social protection. The world could fund it right now, and yet 70% of the world's population has no social protection and must be respectful of social services rather than simply trying to profit from them. Here, Burrow is not clear what she means by universal social protection, which is not a term you often hear in the United States. However, on the website of the International Trade Union Confederation, which claims to represent 200 million workers in 163 countries, the organization, organization spells out in detail what Burrow was referring to. In a June 2020 campaign brief titled, A Global Social Protection Fund is Possible, the ITUC writes, The COVID-19 pandemic has brutally exposed the fault lines of the global divide between those who have universal social protection including health and income support, and those that don't. The ITUC later explains, Social protection is essential for human security and social justice. It is a foundation for peaceful societies committed to building shared prosperity. It creates the basis for economic development and builds resilience against personal, national, or global shocks. The social protection floor includes basic income security, including cash transfers where necessary, pensions for the elderly, disability benefits, unemployment benefits, and support, maternity protection, and child benefits, among other nationally identified needs. In addition, an equally important universal access to essential social services, including health, education, water, sanitation, and housing, is vital. Next. Okay, so providing the world's entire population with a litany of government-funded social programs? I would love to see the price tag on that one. No doubt it would make the $94 trillion Green New Deal in America look like an off-brand can of tomatoes on the discount shelf at the Dollar General. The stated purpose of the Great Reset's 
proposed expansion of government social protection is to promote left-wing goals. Kristalina Georgieva, the managing director for the International Monetary Fund Senate June 2020, in an address about the Great Reset, that any economic recovery must focus on fairer growth. Let me take a swig of this. We know that if left to its own devices, this pandemic is going to deepen inequality, Georgieva said. This has happened in prior pandemics. We can avoid this if we concentrate on investing in people, in the social fabric of our societies, in access to opportunities, in education for all, and in the expansion of social programs so we can take care of the most vulnerable people, Georgieva added, and then we can have a world that is better for everyone. In the same talk, Georgieva then explained that the creation of the government-run health care system in the United Kingdom following World War II serves as an important example from the past of how governments can use crises to enact progressive reforms. Quote, I want to conclude with an example from the past, she said. William Beveridge, in the midst of the Second World War, put forward his famous report, in 1942, in which he projected how the UK should address what he called the five giant evils. That famous beverage report led to a better country after the war, including the creation of the National Health Service that is saving so many lives today in the UK. Of course, Georgieva left out how the National Health Service has for decades been poorly managed, underfunded, and associated with rationing and long wait times. According to the New York Times, a publication that often promotes left-wing causes like single-payer health care, denying life-saving care to conserve public resources is nothing new for Britain's National Health Service. In expensive treatments for cancer and other diseases, health service officially limits what it will spend to postpone a death. 30,000 pounds, or about 37,000 for each year of full quote-unquote quality life provided to a patient, the Times reported. So in case you were ever wondering how much you mean to the government, the United Kingdom's bureaucrats went through the trouble of assigning a specific value to your life. How thoughtful of them. It's actuary science. So in addition to calling for expanding universal social protection through government-run or government-managed health care and education programs, the individual great resetters and others aligned with the World Economic Forum have also demanded a variety of large government programs that may or may not be part of a great reset platform that could be released in 2022, which is now. Guy Standing, a professor in development at the University of London and nominee for the Most Literal Name Ever Award, authored an article in April of 2020 for the World Economic Forum titled Coronavirus has shown us why we need to urgently make a basic income a a reality. In the article, Standing argues that in this pandemic, the economy will not survive without a quasi-universal basic income program. Standing is not alone in demanding a new basic income program. In April 2020, Connie Wignaraja, assistant Secretary General of the United Nations and Bailas Horvath, Chief Economist for the Asia-Pacific Group at the UN Development Program, argued that the COVID-19 pandemic has made it apparent 
that it is now, quote, time to add a new element to the policy packages that governments are introducing once we know but ab have abandoned universal basic income UBI. So it is needed as part of the package that will help us get out of this yawning pit. So it is impossible to say what additional multi-trillion dollar government social programs will be dreamed up at the World Economic Forum's various great reset meetings in the years to come. But based on the other parts of the Great Reset platform, I think it's a safe bet to say that at least they would expand the power and influence of government bureaucrats and the ruling class. Before we move on, I want to once again stress the importance of resisting the urge to view the Great Reset as a socialist or even a progressive framework. There are socialist and progressive elements to the plan, as I have pointed out, but we have also already encountered what should be a big red flag throughout this book. I've noted repeatedly that corporations, bankers, and some of the world's wealthiest people have proudly stood behind the Great Reset. Does anyone really believe that Wall Street cutthroats and billion-dollar billionaire entrepreneurs have suddenly become card-carrying members of the Democratic Socialists of America? Of course they haven't. The real reason there aren't so many corporate and financial industry interests lining up to promote the Great Reset is because of money and power, the true driving force behind the reset. <laughs> We are going to get into that topic in a lot more detail later in the chapter, but it's important to keep this point in mind as we navigate our way through this complex issue. The progressive and social elements to the Great Reset are merely there to win support from some groups on the left while simultaneously expanding the power of elites. The ruling class has not, no matter what they say, had a real come-to-Bernie moment which probably explains why you typically won't find Sanders at a Davos cocktail party. Okay, so who do we have left? <laughs> I'm going to invite all the people again. Here we go. I want to um, open the speaking portion of the, the program today by, by telling you a joke. Um, my partner John was fishing like little bugs out of his salad, and I said they were put there by the World Economic Forum to add protein. <laughs> Along with the pumpkin spice crickets. <laughs> Has anybody seen that? The the pumpkin spice crickets. Like everybody's supposed to eat bugs. Um. <laughs> And I think that that's actually, if they say, well, everyone should eat bugs, that's a, that's a reason to uh, relax the, the food processing regulatory environment so that more bugs can be included into, into the food. <laughs> okay, would anybody like to call in before I start picking on people? Oh, hey, Karthik, good to see you again. Uh, hey, Sheila. Uh, what were you talking about just now? Oh, I was talking about, I was making a joke that the, um, you know, my, my partner, John, was um, fishing these little bugs out of his, his salad lettuce today. And I said that they were put there by the World Economic Forum to add additional protein. <laughs> oh, salad. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know. 
<laughs> and that they would deregulate the uh, the food processing in, uh, environment so that they could add more bugs into the food supply. <laughs> oh, how 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 sad! It's um, it's a joke. It's it's not yeah. Like I I know. I, I I can tell. Um, so you're talking about uh, the the great reset on the title? Yeah, that's that's. I just read a um, part of the chapter from uh, Glenn Beck's Great Reset. Okay, I'll try to keep it quick because I'm sure you have many uh, passionate calls. Oh, I mean, so. look, the room is just filled. The line is really long. Yeah. You should you should well, take your time. In terms <laughs> of the Great Reset, like I I, I know like like what what one of the taglines is, is like well you know own everything and. I mean, sorry, you won't own anything or whatever. Um, You'll own nothing and yeah, be yeah. happy. Yeah, that, that's what I meant to say. Um, well, I'm not exactly sure if it means, like, you'll have literally no property. I also think that it could possibly mean, like, like, like the uh, 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 I think class. it's a return to serfdom, where they own it all, and you yeah, just yeah, kind I, of... Yeah, I, I know what I think. that Obviously, that could happen, but I think an alternative uh, hidden meaning... Mm-hmm. Could be that it's uh, uh, ownership through debt, because there's a lot of money that uh, that people have always made through debt. Certain people, like I don't make any money from debt. Oh I'm yeah, yeah. The, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about uh, the uh, ruling class specifically. Yeah, when they buy debt and move debt around, yeah, you know, trade debt. Same thing with uh, data. You know, when they license it. And move it around as money. It's just a different way to do something with okay. money. And then, so you said uh, rise of fascist machines. Um, how, how would you define fascism? Because everybody has a different uh, meaning. I have a that. I have a very typical literal um, definition of fascism. I'm okay. Not, well, how I, would I'm you more say it? more like college textbook fascism. Okay. Than, than ideology and good stuff. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna like. So this is the Great Reset, Joe Biden, and the rise of the 21st uh-huh. century fascism. That's the that's the title of the book. Yeah. So I'm reading Glenn Beck. Uh, okay. Yeah. And Glenn then Beck is very theatrical. I know. Yeah, I mean it's okay though. I mean he has an illustrative style, and I think it's good for people who don't know anything about the Great Reset to understand it. And uh, so it keeps people engaged, and it also yeah. has a way to, to kind of get people to kind of respond to the material, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, with plenty of color and related, relating concepts. Yeah, I know. So how would you define fascism? Um, I did a show on fascism a couple weeks ago. I'm just going to okay. pull up the, the internet wordnik di- dictionary. Dictionary, sorry. From what I understand, it's just corporatism. It's it's the merge of, of nationalized government systems. Like, you know, if the government nationalized the banks and the government nationalized healthcare and nationalized, um, you know, most of the privatized industries right now, that would be fascism. And where the corporations function as a vesicle of the government. So I'm going to read here from the wordnik. It says, a system of government marked by centralization, yes, of authority under a dictator, a capitalist economy subject to stringent non or stringent government controls, violent suppression of the opposition, and typically a policy of belligerent nationalism and racism. You know, also sexism, sexism is in there. Yeah, of course, hundred percent. Can't forget that. <clears throat> yeah, 
because they they want to control the the reproductive. You know, during okay. during the Nazi regime it was pretty obvious. Um, Mussolini was a rapist. He raped a reporter, famously known. He did that. He he brought in a reporter from international press and raped her. And then also um, they had this agenda under Nazis, you know, to to get as many women pregnant as possible. Um, really, I didn't know that. To, as it's as a national you. treasure kind of thing, like to to you know, it was this. It's Nazi natalism. It was kind of weird. Oh, so that like uh, Germany would have as many people as possible? Yeah, only the blondes though. Oh yeah, of o- only the only the blondes. You know, the the brown the brownies were yeah. kind of kicked out. Not the uh, <laughs> uh, dirty peasants, of course. Uh, no, just the brownies. You know, brown eyes, brown hair. You're over there. You know. Okay, I get well. So my definition is probably just pretty similar to what you said. I would define it as uh, like it's probably like, like an old or also old term, but I would define it as uh, the merger between corporation and state. Yeah, which is yeah. pretty much what we have now. Like, there's very little difference between like how the like, well, a not with consent works. of the people. Like, we didn't. Yeah, consent yeah, yeah. To, of course, yeah. And I, I, I wouldn't identify my government as as that. I would say that we are a constitutional republic. Theoretically. That has dem- De- democratic elections and there's um, I mean but this interposing of fascist elements is really um, you know stated as fact is not is not helpful and I'll tell you why mm-hmm. because it erects itself as um, kind of a junta of sorts against what we agreed to and, and consent to government so that's really important to say Okay. And so last thing I'll say before I go, because I don't want to hog the line too much. Carza, so, can I just ask you a, a question about yourself? Like, how did, yeah, how did you up? come to Colin? And um, so, you know, what is your interest? I mean, you usually are a financial guy who calls into the show. Can you tell us a little, just a tiny bit about yourself? Well, I'm not a finance guy. Well, I actually was. I, I used to be an analyst, but not anymore. So I started using Colin because I'm a big fan of Jimmy Dore, if you can see in my picture. Oh, um, is that him? Yeah, yeah, that's him when he was younger, you know, more handsome, uh, more hair. Are um, you a producer over there for Jimmy Dore? No, no, I'm a fan. That picture, so I actually took it, like, obviously within, like, my view of my camera, but then mm-hmm. I found it many years ago from a photographer on, like, Flickster, Pinterest, whatever. Anyway, so, so you're seeing, like, the opposite view of the photo that I took. So, yeah, that's actually from a convention many years ago, a political convention, Politicon. And so he started, like, a Colin show about two months ago. And ever since then, um, I've been on Colin. But one thing that's so strange to me, it seems like, because uh, I mainly go on Colin to, like, relax and, like, have fun and stuff. But it seems like everybody on Colin wants to talk about such serious topics. They don't get to say what they mean in normal straits. I think that's one of the yeah, things. These are people who have true. repressed voices. And yeah. uh, I, I'm definitely, as the unsanctioned citizen, I'm going to I'm gonna fall into that column. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I guess because like, I'm like, just like a serious, uh, <clears throat> uh, like serious job right now, like serious work. Well, what and is your serious uh, work, Karthik? Uh, I don't. I, I don't need to say. It's definitely not some like a conspiracy. I promise you. I, well, I, I mean, it, so that. it's not intelligence work. Is that is that what you're saying? Oh no, I'm definitely not CIA, FBI. I, I'm not. 
Well, I mean, you don't have to be in in the CIA to be doing intelligence work. You could be, um, you know, working at a law firm or, you know, an opposition research firm. Yeah, it's definitely not any of that. Well, okay, I'm actually a a graduate student in a uh, a financial uh, uh, economics class. Okay. Quantitative economics. Yeah, it's not... It's not a work, but it's like super serious, and I have to read all this. You're like, a grad student. I, and, uh, that's a great frame for for um, your 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 intellectual inquisition here to to be intellectually yeah. curious. You know, it's, yeah, it's pursuing, fine. Yeah, I'm pursuing a quantitative economics degree, but anyway, that's not important. Um, but the last thing I want to say before I go, um, I'm guessing maybe some people will disagree with this. So I'm actually Which very left. I, I so yeah, so I'm very uh, solidly left wing. And obviously, like I, I know a lot of people are talking about the Great Reset and stuff, but to me, obviously, that's bad. Obviously, I, I'm, I'm against um, what the uh, elites and ruling class are trying to do uh, globally. Um, but for me, uh, I, I, I view capitalism as as kind of like a, a monopoly. You know, just uh, maximizing resources, maximizing profit, and if you just go keep going higher and higher to the next step. Uh, I, I think the Great Reset is, is is the only logical next step or logical conclusion, where you have a few people uh, uh, just controlling and owning all the resources. So I'm not at all. I'm saying, and I'm saying this because I'm not at all surprised that certain people are trying to do this. Well, what really kind of is interesting to me is since I've been here on Colin, which has absorbed a lot of um, you know squelched or you know re- seemingly repressed leftist voices that got clipped for some reason because they can't you know the communists and people in totalitarian diktats don't tolerate one another very fairly so a lot of them get shed for small infractions and so they're all here you know you know trying to recon what they've lost and so i've seen a lot of shows from people who've been kind of shed in that direction um i never really qualified as a leftist ever um at the moment i'm just kind of an independent, but more so of a libertarian stock, and definitely good stuff. U- U.S. citizen. Um, you know, I live in Texas. I'm a native Texan, and so I'm I'm attacking things like the the proliferation of you know just because my parents and my family come from the Rio Grande Valley. So there's a lot of things with the traversing of the border and conducting immigration as an open border policy without actually going through any kind of legal legal quorum they're just allowing and this has never happened in the time that i've been alive to a point where there's just been no stemming no no sufficiency of border enforcement no matter you know they say that they're throwing money at it but that's that's not really what they need to be doing um there's a reason why it is so Effusive, and they're not doing anything about the the proliferation of the poison that's coming over the border in the form of fentanyl. Yeah, drugs are a huge crime. Yeah, yeah, they they are ignoring it, and because somehow they believe, but by the influx of of low wage labor and hidden people, that they will be able to restore what was lost immediately. In, in economic standpoints and get out from underneath their inflation bubble. Yeah, well, what people don't realize, like, obviously, like, people are mad with various immigration policies, and I get that, but I think a lot of people don't understand 
that our immigration policy is written to uh, benefit the corporations. Because when you have a lot of I don't, I don't really believe that because it's not being fully enforced in any any kind of normative way. Okay, well, what I would say is because there's, it's it's very easy for a lot of like corporations to get a lot of cheap labor that can help like help suppress wages and it can also suppress uh, suppress uh, uh, negotiation fights for unions and other um, sorts of negotiations. Um, I wanted to say something else. I forgot. Oh yeah, last thing I wanted to say is that. Um, so I hear, like, I really wonder what Colin's like censorship policies because, like, because, like, because I hear they don't so have many, one, bro. That's yeah, no, why, I, I know, I, I yeah. meant now, but I, I would be shocked if, like, in a few years there isn't, because, like, I hear like so much stuff on here that, like, would are you be in favor of censorship or against censorship? And do oh you no, mind- no, 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 I, I, I'm definitely against. It. I'm just surprised that they don't have one yet, because I know if I heard like half of the stuff I hear on YouTube, I, I, I hear, I hear on here. If I heard it on YouTube or Twitter, it, it would have been like censored immediately. Hmm. And and that's 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 neither here nor there. I mean, I'm sure that if uh, you know, I don't I don't want this to become an ESG target. <laughs> Do you understand? And yeah, I yeah, feel like you are the future I... MMT, like World Economic Forum League of the future. Just just from the short few minutes that i've been talking to you how do you agree with the world economic forum's uh, outlook for 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 america karthik well i'm well i don't have any uh love or respect for the uh wef staff if that's what you mean you know there's yeah. just a bunch or, of people about, that are how about the great reset in general like what's your what's your outlook like you know what are they doing right? What are they doing wrong? Is this appropriate for America? And by the way, are you are you a citizen or are you here on student visa? Yeah, I'm definitely a citizen. Okay. Uh, I'm born in the U.S. of A. Which state were you born in? Uh, California. Okay, so you're Californian. Well, yeah, I'm obviously I'm against uh, Great Reset and uh, you know uh, pursuits like that. I'm definitely not in favor of it. That's what you thought. You know, it's it's possible that you know because it 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 was a non-distinct position. You know, it just it didn't seem it wasn't like distinct from their goals, and no. I think that that's some of the some of the problem with this this great reset stuff right now. It kind of bleeds into or kind of merges or it it camouflages so well with some of the leftist ideologies. It sounds lefty, it smells lefty, but it really isn't. And that's yeah, kind of what the, I was getting uh, into in the chapter work. Yeah, the establishment is always uh, uh, great at marketing. All I'm saying is that I just think that the uh, Great Reset is the next step in capitalism. Because if you're trying to just like accumulate as much wealth as you want, the the most uh, uh, logical thing is just to own everything, wh- wh- whether directly or own well, everything. But this isn't, this isn't like exactly capitalism either and i think that that's one of the points that that glenn beck is trying to make and explaining this in the chapter sure, not, uh, how would you define capitalism, capitalism? A capitalism is a market economy where you know su- that is controlled by supply versus demand or supply in context of demand in terms of goods and exchange trade well yeah but basic this is that's super how, basic uh, i'm not an economy head capitalism. Well, monopolies are like when I think of it a monopoly, I think about um, 
okay, I think about how we have been cut out. I own my data, for instance, Karthik, and I cannot get a price control on when it is sold, bought, or traded. I'm never invited to the meeting, so that's what they call price fixing. And so the fact that our Securities and Exchange Commission has never like called that out or kind of oh, yeah. examined totally the industry. Yeah, that is something that is wrong in terms of monopoly. And price fixing is, is one such monopoly in the tech industry where they're able to create this currency from data, but they're not able to, you know, and, and get the data owners or the data manufacturers involved. That would be you, me, Vlad, anybody on this program, you know, the people who, who are data mined or you know, scraped every day. So I, I'm, I come from a unique slant that I, I really believe that, that th- there is a brand of this serfdom emerging, but it comes from the tech culture that's kind of facilitating it already. And one of the reasons why I feel like this bill in Congress, which is kind of an aside, this privacy bill isn't moving is because they're not addressing this fundamental issue. They're not addressing the property ownerships or the property rights of, of data owners in America. And it's yeah, they need to sell to that to Facebook and Twitter and Google and whoever. Well, whether they sell it to them or not, that there is something criminal happening, and it's just being it's it's as, oh, as yeah, ignored sure. as the uh, immigration laws. Yeah, you know, they just refuse anyway, so, enforcement. So Sheila, so. Uh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, Anyway, I, I guess I'll just add it up with that. The uh, last thing I'll say is... Um, You're welcome uh, here at the program anytime, Karthik, to, to share you know, your thoughts. I, I always don't like to hog uh, time. I, I, I'll let Vlad speak. I was like talking. But yeah, I'll just say that they're just working as like... The WF is just working as another monopoly where they're just trying to uh, accumulate as many resources as possible. I, I think it's just a very uh, logical stuff of capitalism. But anyway, it's always good talking to you, Sheila. I'll uh, see you later. Thanks yeah, I mean, you've been invited to speak if you want to maintain the conversation uh, with others. No, I, I actually got to go, but thanks. Okay, well, th- thanks for dropping in, Karthik. See you later. Vladi, welcome back to the program, and we just had a, a long one from, from, uh, from Karthik. Yeah, I, I, I heard. I know you've been reading from Glenn Beck's, but you know what? And what? I know Glenn Beck. Glenn, no, I mean, not Glenn Beck. Sorry, uh, what was it? It's Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck, correct, yeah. And uh, the whole thing with this this reset that they've been wanting to plan is with the pandemic, it, it was all staged to see how people would react. So the pandemic the was pandemic. going to give them... Exactly, the <laughs> pandemic. It was going to give them a view on what they were, would be confronting. So now that they have the data that they need, what are they going to do now? They're going to work on it so to, to make sure they those those loopholes and those 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 uh, holes in the... In, in the wall, they're patched up so this doesn't happen again. Where the unvaxxed don't are not able to be unvaxxed, but what is part of the uh, of the twenty thirty agenda? No property, mm-hmm. pretty much a whole socialist system. Yeah, everything is green. No 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 carbon emissions, so everything is green electrical. Everybody rides a bus. Nobody rides and has and has and has ownership of their own car. You work the jobs that they tell you. You get medically va- uh, vaccinated them, when they tell you. Basically, dude, that's they, they own you. Yeah, they yeah. own you. 
and they and they chip you so they keep track of you like if you were a damn dog or cat some cattle some animal for them to track you with the GPS. It's it's fucked up, dude. I mean, I'm sorry to say this, but you know, the way that they have it in Seattle, I couldn't even get the microchips out of my animals. And it bothered wow. me so badly because I have fought those things. And I was I was surrounded in total meaning and they they were totalitarian already when I got there. And that is that is a World Economic Forum enclave. They are they are pro eugenics. They are pro anything that the World Economic Forum will throw. You know, they, they probably are demoing cricket sandwiches at, at goddamn, you know, Starbucks right now. Starbucks HQ, and then having having a buffet of them at, at Microsoft. But you know, but you know what what throws me off, Shayla, is that a lot of these leftists here in the call-in that I hear every day. Some you they're know, here. I, I mean, they're I, all here. Yeah, <laughs> this is I know. Okay, is, is, is one of them. But but the whole thing is. There's, you got Billy, you got Billy Bob, you got Shinov, you got all of these cuddling, all these Don't people. fucking call me a call me! And, 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 and what they don't, what they don't understand... I don't know, is, is I don't know. I, who are you today? Who are you today, Joshua? Who, but, what but Superman what, cape are you wearing today, Josh? Uh, <laughs> uh, the great white savior the from Vlad the Impaler, I, I imagine. Oh, great. Great. So, so what, what ends up happening is a lot of these useful tools don't know they're pushing the world uh, economic forums 2020 United Nations 2020 agenda that was more deadly yeah in, or, in order to usher in their version of the utopia they don't know that their system or unless they know and they're doing intentionally goes in in in, in coincides exactly with the new world order world economic forum United Nations European Union what they wish to saw with the deep state and that is a one world government tyrannical government with one chancellor and what's worse that in their ignorance what they don't know Sheila is that this is going to lead to the the worldwide chancellor which the Bible's talked about the Antichrist that's what they don't yeah, know they're, they're, yeah they're I, I hear about that I hear about that and then I worry this is the only thing you I know, worry about. You know what stakeholder capitalism uh, wait, 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 reminds Josh, me I'm, of? I'm it reminds me of vampirism. Stop interrupting, Joshua. I was going to make a point. One of the things that I'm, I'm kind of a little bit, you know, gacked out about is the fact that sometimes, you know, there there is a sect of Christianity that wants to escalate. They want to bring about the second coming of Christ. And they do that yeah. through a, a, a kind of this really weird the, version the, the of, of the, the Freemasons believe in, 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 in Baphomet, who is Satan. They call it the Gauch, which is the great architect of the world. And they don't give the glory to Yahweh, God of the Bible, to Jesus no. Christ. They give their, their, their glory, they give their honor to Satan. That's what yeah, they're, they're and, a satanic and, system, and they're mm-hmm. the ones that are ushering it in. To, to bring about yeah, the but false the, the, savior. There are people in the church who are also cooperating. They're trying to to, to maneuver, and mm-hmm. they're also trying. They're trying to call. There are certain cults of of uh, second coming cults that mm-hmm. want to actually. It's really weird, you know. They they, they want. Well, to yeah, produce. that that is the shaft. That is the sh- that shaft. The wheat. Not the wheat, like what you eat, like grain wheat, but the weeds that the Bible talks about, the weeds. Those are the black sheep. Those, those, those are the ravenous wolves, the, the black sheep dressed in as ravenous wolves. I mean, the ravenous wolf dressed as a sheep. That, that okay. is the black sheep right but there. But I got, I got but, my words out of my mouth, Vladi. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that, that Joshua now can speak yeah. un- yeah. un- uninterrupted. I will mute my mic so Josh can switch. Go ahead, Josh. 
Well, I guess he silenced himself. Um, to, maybe the point was to silence and, me, and he didn't and, do it. And so, and in and in and in trying to with that, Shayla, the ignorance of the people, even the the the, the apocalypse called the you know you know they got the wrong idea. God doesn't come when they want. Nobody could could make God come to earth. That's true. Like the Bible said, it's going to be on His terms. <laughs> it's going to be on His day. He only gives you clues as to when He's going to come in. And, and that is when they declare peace and safety. So that means there was chaos, but then about they brought about a false peace. So that means there's going to be some implementation of this thing already on earth where they're going to say, well, you see, God was never here. We don't need him. You don't need him. And you got the, you're beginning to get the chip. And, you know, the Antichrist hasn't risen yet then. But they say, well, you see, all the worlds got together and we're, we're putting oh, our religion God. and we're going to do our thing and we're going to prove you wrong. And next thing you know... <laughs> Boom. Sudden impact. Josh, did you want to say something? I mean, I hear you commenting over there. Did you want to say something? You're in the speaker column so that you can say something. It is not saying that I'm... It's essentially buggy is shit or uh, my data plan is shitty. I just wanted to give a real of, uh, I would say, a very well-intentioned Christian woman in my town that runs an abortion uh, clinic. Uh, or no, an abortion counseling service. That's not Christianity, weird. Josh. No, that's wait, wait, wait. I'll, I'll be quiet. Just shut up. Well, go ahead, Steve, but don't be disrespectful, Josh. Yeah. You're wobbling now. You, you anyway, she actually counsels women that are in the way regarding what... Hello? Okay, anyway. you're having bad connection. Uh, what she told me about why she voted for Trump. Okay, she voted for Trump. Oh, you fuck. Yeah. And she said that she was okay with him being the Antichrist because it meant that the the uh, go to heaven and yeah. see all the people that she loved. Yeah. Uh, I think the people that not counseling them to not do with the child because her goal was to counsel the women to definitely have that child to be handed. So Well, you know, Josh, she sounds like an interesting character. Maybe maybe you should get her to come on call in and, and let her speak her piece. Yeah, We can't hear you, Josh. It sounds we can't wobbly, really sorry. hear you, but if you want to invite her to come on... You're, and support your voice, you can. You, you might want to move around where you're at. Maybe get a better connection. Maybe go outside. Yeah, you're, you're really robotic, Josh. It's not yeah, your fault. I can't hear it's a technical sure, issue. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to put you up in the speaker column and invite William up. Okay. Okay. I invite to speak. And then here, we're making you the next caller, William. Cool. Thank you. So I've seen William here on the network. Uh, he was on Jenny Hatch's show. And he's actually been doing his own call-in a little bit. Um, so, so William, welcome to the program. Thanks for thanks for dropping in. Glad to hear you and see you here. Yeah, look, can you hear me? 
I can. I can hear you. Sure. There was definitely some issues with with, uh, with Joshua. He's a regular on the program, but I don't know what happened to him. He wasn't having a good time, for sure. Amen. Amen. You just got to keep the reins on Vlad every now and then. He goes off, baby. He goes off. Yeah, and I, I don't want to do that. I don't. I don't want to be. There's no real censorship. There's there should be no censorship on the program. The whole point is that you shall not be sanction, sanctioned on this program. You can say joking. what you mean. <laughs> I, I'm just joking. Vlad and I go back. You know what I mean, Vlad? Oh, okay. Brother? He's, he's muted himself for now. No, I'm joking right now. Do you, anyway, do you have a minute for for a news item? I just wanted to drop this in. Yeah, that This came out a few about an hour ago. It says China is to impose sanctions on top U.S. executives for selling weapons to Taiwan. Okay, so last week China condemned the sale of military equipment and promised reprisals, claiming that sale went the wrong signal to separatist forces seeking Taiwan's independence, which China strongly opposes and condemns. Uh, the Chinese and the source here is Sahara Reporters. Okay, the Chinese government announced on Friday that it will prosecute top executives of U.S. businesses Raytheon Technologies and Boeing Defense for their roles in a recent sale of $1.1 billion military aid package to Taiwan, according to the state-owned Global Times newspaper. Gregory Hayes, CEO and chairman of Raytheon Technologies, and Ted Colbert, um, President and CEO of Boeing Defense, Space and Security were among those sanctioned, according to Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Mao Ning a press, at a press conference. However, Mao failed to explain what the sanctions consist of and just commented that China has taken this decision to safeguard China's sovereignty and security interests. In June of 2021, China passed legislation to retaliate against those who interfere in their domestic affairs, which includes a ban on entering China. Mao stated that they asked the United States to cease selling guns to Taiwan and accused Washington of violating agreements with Beijing in its recent arms sale to Taiwan. I just wanted to mention that. Okay, go ahead, William. Oh, American imperialism. we got to control everything around the world, don't we? It's crazy. That's the way I see it. Um, I'm against uh, kind of like a Tulsi Gabbard attitude when it comes to foreign affairs. and I've, I've seen... So much destruction around the world, um, uh, false flags. I mean, events that happened here that spurred the Patriot Act. And I don't know if she, I, I, I don't know where you're coming from, but this is my perspective. And the, mm. um, well, I mean, China war. just yeah. sanctioned two American weapons manufacturers. That's, that's what happened. That was a good thing by China, I think. You know what I mean? We got to stop having our, you know, Eisenhower said, we're the military complex, and that's how I see it. But um, I'm not sure how I feel about it right now. I, I really feel but, like but Taiwan they, they is won't be able. They won't be able to. They won't be able to apply those sanctions. They're meaningless. It's only on paper. It's not by action. And if and if there is a way, please share with us. Well, no, I don't know much about that. Well, to be honest with you, I just. Uh, I, I mean, you've, you've heard me before. You know where I'm coming from. I, I really don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. I find it depressing. And I just so, so what were you calling in about, William? You were yeah. peaked. You wanted to come in here. You wanted to participate. What was what was it that, that got you interested? Yeah, the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset. Okay. Um, Klaus Schwab, Yuval Harari, the transhumanism, uh, which I see like Vlad. I'm a Christian. I see it as the mark of the beast and pure evil. Um I don't think there's any accident this is happening. You read Revelations, and um, it's unfortunate. I, I don't know what else to say about it. I 
I, I, I don't know that we can stop it. Honestly, I think mm. it's above us. It's bigger than us. Certainly, we've had no real direct influence on our national politics um, since trickle-down <laughs> trickle economics. We've seen the exact opposite. Well, transfer well I think I personally would resist it at every, at every stroke. Oh, well, and, I'm not and that's the only the only way to handle this is to to resist it at every at every stroke. When they move, you move. Well, I'm not vaccinated. I have a lot of beliefs in naturopathic medicine that I utilize, for example. Um, but I will say that I see the effects around the world. My heart goes out to children and everybody who's been affected by this vaccine, and it's been. Uh, the recent study by Vaccine Journal, which is uh, Brighton Coalition, who, who approved, you know, WHO, that indeed for males 30 and under, the vaccine causes more heart damage than COVID, and that's obvious. Yeah, the myocarditis. Uh, yeah. And we heard these stories. How about this? How do, you, how do you say you have informed consent when they're withholding thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of pages of documents based on the vaccine trials? And they didn't want to release them for 50 years, and then they fought in court to hold them back for 75 years. Keep in mind, this Pfizer has been fined more than any other American corporation for for uh, uh, medical fraud already. You know what I mean? It's unbelievable. Billions of dollars. Um, my father used to sell pharmaceuticals for J.B. Cyril for two decades before he opened his small business, a bicycle shop uh, that I grew up working in from the age of 10. And uh, from a young age, he said to me, uh, don't any doctors ever tell you that herbs don't work. He says, enough about a glorified drug pusher. He says, aspirin comes from white willow bark, and most doctors I know use herbs. I'm like, hey, what? He says, marijuana and opiates. <laughs> so that, he planted that seed in me at an early age. I think I was eight because he opened the bike shop when I was 10. Well, I mean, medicine has been around as it's as old as people have been used to. to you know, they they went and got plants before they had pharmaceuticals to do it for yeah. them. Before you could open it up a can of canned rabbit and feed it to your your house cat, you know, we had to go out and and hunt our food. So, I mean, it it doesn't make much difference to me. Um, but you know, I if I have a preference, I would prefer something that didn't have long-term effects but you have to be careful with all medicine you have to know what you're doing and you can do it wrong and you can take too much of the wrong medicine and there is wrong medicine well so, in this case i study um the vaccine journals and the pubmed open access medical journal that's on the nih national institute live in the library and right. i can sell all kinds of studies there is no need for this emergency use authorization. I can quote the studies. If you have the time, I can tell you which ones they were and where to find them and what year they were printed. No, we're totally on board with eliminating the emergency use authorization or emergency compulsion in this in the word of the pandemic that has gone around. So, I mean, we advocated it full strong. Um, as, as long as I could open my mic, I would say it on every show. Uh, we need to, to stop emergency use because it is the tool of fascism. You know, yes. the, the, the diktat of, of the fascist dictator is uh, is ruled by the day. And, um, or, you know, it's it's to, to rule 
in the course of an emergency and governments love it but they never want to give up the power and so they finally started to back off they realized that they did not have the consent of the government and it, it's important to always say um, to, to your elected officials to the people who represent you in a representative government this is a representative government that we had a fellow who came on here you know because he was getting a, a you know, his masters you know he thinks he's suddenly you know master of the universe and he can he can redefine what the american uh, pillars of government actually are and that's not you know he doesn't dictate reality you know the, this is the government that we have and you know i'm sorry it's not to the pleasure of of many people with agendas but you know our government is a representative government it is a constitutional republic and that is the way it is you know, we have democratic elections. People don't like it. That's not my problem. This is the form of our government. I don't turn around and go to Panama or India or any other government. Even if my government is, is, is doing things behind my back without my knowledge, I am not doing this. I have no agenda for those countries to, to reformat their entire government. Okay? Do I think that that's happening by other institutions that, that have their agendas aimed at the American uh, populations? Yes, I do. Otherwise, there would be no publishing on the Great Re Great Reset. We would not be experiencing this this scaffolding uh, from the World Economic Forum and these this uh, parallel sanctioning mechanism that's through ESG. So, I mean, I'm glad I have this program right now because I have just been in front of it, and I didn't I didn't intend to. That is the the beauty of what I'm what I am living right now. The, the the age that I am living in. I'm I'm in front of this whether I want to be or not. So I feel like I'm in the flow of what God has for me in life, and I, I'm alive. I'm confronting quote unquote these beasts myself, and it. I feel like my my instinct, uh, my compunction, the thing that my role in this in this morality play is to resist it. So that's what I'll continue to do. You know, as long as I'm I'm able. Well, William? it's important that I obviously have been doing that myself. Yeah. And, uh, um, you are you are so affirmed. Please continue to do so. I want you to to be affirmed in that and and to continue to do well in your life. And and is there anything else you'd like to add to enrich our listeners? Well, there's so much. Uh, there's such a huge amount to discuss. Um, I don't know where to wrap it up if that's what you're looking for. I mean, well, um, I mean, just one or two. We've been on. We've been on for about an hour. We gotta. We gotta wrap it. So if you have, if you have something, now's the time. Well, I would say <laughs> that most people realize perhaps that at the World Economic Forum, Bill Gates came out and, to the best of my recollection, said something pretty much like this. COVID, uh, we really didn't understand it. Um, it's got to turn out very low death rate, kind of like the flu, a little different. He means less deadly for children, perhaps. You know what I mean? A little different. Um, mostly affects the elderly with comorbidities, so vaccine mandates and passports don't make any sense. Yet we still have the universities pushing vaccine mandates and passports. Unbelievable. Or that CDC comes out and is pushing the vaccine for Omicron, which it's it's early. important to name names and name and shame and say like listen listen this is not this is not protected on my watch okay if yeah. I find you if you were elevating the notion that we should have internal passports in this country based on genetics which is against our laws 
okay, based on, uh, you know, conveyances of, of health information, which is against privacy law, HIPAA, okay, to, to declare your vaccination status at every turn to, to, to greenlight commerce. That is against our laws. And because good lawyering, because good lawyering goes, goes very far to dispel or wave away crappy doctrine that is elicited by universities who, you know, however well-intentioned they are, they can be academic, authoritative voices and speak in front of panels all day long. They don't create law, and they are not law. So go find the law and, and wave that away. That's, that's, that's the weapon I give to you today. The law is on your side. So I'm going to take care. I'm going to get out of here. I, guys, I appreciate everyone who's dropped in. Look at all my listeners dropping in at the last minute. Worthy, um, worthy of another another 15, 20. Come on, Shayla. Worthy, uh, worthy. Okay. <laughs> you mean till, run until say. 5? Okay. This, we, check it out. Check it out. Let me, let me just speak my piece and I'll, I'll be gone. No, uh, no, no. no. Stay. Looking. stay. If you want to qualify 15 minutes, you got to stay on the clock. Okay. That's, that's all so, I ask. All I'm saying is, if we're going to have an American version of the Great Reset, Bill Gates, Fauci are the guys that need to go. And I don't mean in a nice way. Uh, I mean, we got we to gotta bring it in. And I'm sorry if I sound draconian, if I sound old school, bloody, French Revolution style. We got to start cleaning up our government. Uh, I just mentioned those two. There's a shitload by the thousands, by the droves, that need, we need to set a precedent. And, and I'm backed up by the, by the, by the Constitution. Whenever the tree of liberty needs to be refreshed, the blood of tyrants and patriots will be shed. So in order to have a rebirth of the United States, according to the Constitution, we need to draw first blood on this. And these people, they drew first blood. They beat us. But it was called COVID. It was called the pandemic. It was called the vaccines that they knew was going to kill us. So a lot of those pharmaceutical bastards in power that did not take the, the vaccine, like the owner, I think, of Pfizer, the CEO, uh, he did not take it, and he was putting excuses. And a lot of people in our in Congress did not take it. They played around with it. They need to go. We don't need those people on this face of the earth determining our way of life, especially when they want to bring and usher in a world chancellor, which will eventually be the Antichrist. The Bible spoken of. It's becoming more real every day. Chip everybody and bring into a world into into into, into a world government. We don't need people like that. They don't need to be around. We don't need to have them determine our way of life. You know, they're going to try to usher in their socialist worldwide government where we're dependent on them like peasants. Again, a serfdom, like like uh, Shayla was saying, all over again. It's like we have not learned from history. It's very clear, the maxim. He who does not know his history is doomed to repeat it. We're here, just sitting here, sitting ducks for them to shoot at us. Whenever they want to, they kill people. My friend, for crying out loud, took the vaccine a year ago and just last June had two strokes. A sister like I, we had done her homework. She didn't take it. She's doing good, thank God. And she already had uh, comorbidities and all that. Uh, Retired. Now, as a retired 63-year-old, unfortunately, now she has to take care of her 52, going on 53-year-old brother who was left with a lapse in memory. He he has relapse over relapse on his memory. Is that recoverable for somebody who had many strokes? The doctors were playing around, goofing off, saying it was some kind of fungus. They never detected shit. They just don't want to be honest to say that it was the COVID. It took them almost two months to get the the reports that they had done, blood checks and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's sad. That hurts me. 
Yeah, it did hurt you, and you you suffered losses. I, you know, I mean, and there are milder symptoms that are neurological. But the good news, Lottie, is is that you know I've been taking um, you know high doses of vitamin E, um, omega, and turmeric, and uh, treating, and and it has helped. You know that that if you go see the right you know therapist for you can you can do neuroplasticity exercises and you can recondition your brain to where you know the lights lights go on like they're supposed to and and so but you have to just just be patient just be patient with your healing be patient with with the things that have happened in in, in the world you know and and I think that there's jo- there are joys to be had in every every small victory you make so uh, I know it's it's so painful when they take something from you. It's awful, and it feels like it's going to happen forever, but not necessarily so. Not necessarily so. And and you feel you feel joy with every every action you take to to make yourself, you know. And and then but you still got to feel your feelings. You still got to feel yeah. all those feelings. I mean, they're there. You're right in in your rage. I so just I I want to say like I want to understand and and understand you and and understand that that feelings are going to have to be expressed you know they're going to have to be expressed are you saying that you had the vaccine and now you're using no no i had covid i had the original gangster of covid i was on the brunt end of the kirkland you know outbreak pandemic i was down i was 10 minutes away walking distance from the kirkland life center Wow. wow. You got trouble yeah. breathing and your blood oxygen saturation rate slow? No, I mean, I don't have the long COVID, but um, I did suffer from the brain fog. And I was worried oh, okay. over myself because, you know, the, the coffee wouldn't clear it out. Other things wouldn't clear it out. I was really worried over myself. But then I just wow. started taking high doses of vitamin D. And, high, you know, and there's nothing wrong with taking a high dose of vitamin D and an aspirin. You know, in what universe, you know, are, are people going to disparage you for taking a vitamin? But you know what? I confronted the fact that people will disparage you for taking a vitamin. And that was ludicrous. <laughs> that was ludicrous. I mean, so I didn't, like, go around telling people what I did. But I, I discovered through the process that there were people who were like, you shouldn't take vitamin D. Vitamin D is bad. I'm like, vitamin D is what you get from the sun. And because... Seattle, Washington is short on vitamin D, and people have vitamin D deficiencies like in the scores because of, of the environment, because people hole up in their buildings and don't go out like vampires because they work in tech, and because there's, there's you know, cloud cover all day long. Can you I know, so, so, so they so sell it. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. I learned on uh, March 2020 of a Dr. Sahalt who does a MedCram YouTube channel. He's a doctor in a hospital and MedCram is for students. And he broke down, if you if you were interested, you can search MedCram COVID vitamins. And he breaks it down on the physiological cellular level, how MAC, N-acetylcysteine, quercetin, zinc, vitamin D3, vitamin C, and then there's, an, I think he includes melatonin at some point, if not in that video, another. And he said, this is what I'm using. Because, of course, at that point, they had nothing but that other than ivermectin and hydroxy. Yeah, it's so, not like they had developed medicine around the pandemic in right. 2020. Right. <laughs> is, 
March 2020. And the interesting thing is, as it turns out, the quercetin is a zinc ionophore that puts a positive charge on the zinc that helps it get into the receptor, the cell, where it, it, the zinc actually inhibits the viral reproduction. But when it's in your blood, it, no, it has to get into the cell. That's what the quercetin acts like. He breaks it down very medically, as a layperson would might say that. I mean, that's a word, <laughs> you know. But anyway, so I just want to leave you with that. I know you wanted to go. Hey, Vlad, buddy, how you doing, man? I just was breaking your stuff. Good here. to hear you. It's good to hear. I personally yeah. take the Zelenko protocol, like I mentioned, William, a while back. So I, I take the Zelenko protocol given by a, another Jew by the name of Michael Weiner, Michael Savage, from the Savage Nation. He's an epidemiologist, ethnobotanist, so. I, once I saw the formulation, yeah, they have a lot of cool think. remedies in LA. They really do have a lot of really cool remedies. I and, miss and, LA for that and, reason. Yeah, and you know what? I'm I'm thankful. Uh, Doctor Savage is in the San Francisco area, and Zelenko. We all know he died late June, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he was suffering from cancer. No, the government didn't take him out, but he was dying of cancer. He had said it, and uh, fortunately, a great mind who loved the world, who saved over a thousand people using uh, ivermectin, using hydroxychloroquine, and using the Zelenko protocol and uh, ZPAC for antibiotics. He, he, he healed a lot of people on their deathbed, what could have been their deathbed. And I'm thankful for great minds like that because that just contributes to my knowledge, uh, richness, uh, my repertoire of herbalism and nutritional medicine, uh, using vitamins, minerals, and herbs. You know, and it's and, always got to be the right medicine. You know, always get a doctor's care. Always be supervised by a doctor um, for your for your medicine regimen. You know, have the tr training of a of a well um, well knowing that, he, professional. Even if they keep on telling you, have you taken the shot? Have you taken the shot? <laughs> have you well, taken you the avoid shot? those ones. You know, you just go find somebody who understands you. You know, I mean, you can yeah. go find a health practitioner. I did. That's how I got my my antibody test. Because I'm, I'm resourceful. This, this job that I had with NBC Universal as a contractor, I just saw the guy that had, all young guys that had taken the shot, and they were out sick so much. I felt for them. I never once got sick by the by, by the grace of God. But I, I used to see people out for a week or two, and it used to break my heart because I was like, wow, you're young. You, you, you're in better shape than I am. You know, I'm a big guy, and yet I'm taking all this. And I was like, wow. You know, I'm like, we had we had to mask. That was the thing here in L.A. County. And, in California, Los Angeles uh, city and, and county, and, and you know that I abided by, but I wasn't going to abide by the shot. I'm sorry. I, 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 I you, had you reserve the right to, to refuse any medicine that doesn't serve your interest, and for, for any real reason, I mean, you shouldn't have to tell the government, I'm not going to take my medicine. I mean, when you know, one of the, the it's both a plus and a minus for Trump. Trump didn't do enough to um, make sure that this wasn't an environment that could be manipulated by by Biden and you know by future leadership that was what it's unfinished business that that I have an argument against uh, against Trump at this point it's a, if there is a grievance it's because he left us wide open um, for people to to abuse the medicine or, or to tell us you know this we're gonna we're gonna continue um the emergency orders and he didn't understand that emergency orders were abusable um i think that that unfortunately he had some 
germ fears, but I think he overcame those fears, thankfully, because he got COVID. And, um, you know, I'm glad he's he's well today, but but there was a lot he could have done to, to keep us from this path during the time that he had. And, you know, we're, we're suffering today because he didn't put an end to the, to the emergency orders. So I'll just leave it there. So Brady, you want to wrap us up? You got four minutes, bro. Brady Crow on the Unsanctioned Citizen. Where you at? All the mics are muted. Come on, Brady. Come on, Brady. We need you to crow one more, one last time, at least. Brady Crow. <laughs> I had to restart the app. How that goes? Ugh. Naturopath. Donald is the one who came up with Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, he did. Part of his plan. You know, and the thing is, is that I think he would have backed out of, you know, bad medicine. I I really feel like he was a reasonable guy. Like, oh, if this isn't working anymore, we'll just get something that will work. I I feel like he would have been reasonable. But these other guys, they were like, no, lean in. We already paid for this. This is about government business. Fascist government business. You lean in on shitty medicine. <laughs> Buy more. <laughs> Pile on. So, but, you know. so, so they gave us the fear. You're gonna die if you don't take it because you're gonna get COVID and die. But they didn't. They want to admit that you could die too if you took the vaccine. That was their thing. Yeah, it was Trump that that had Operation Warp Speed. A plus to him, but he didn't know these scoundrels in the background already had their plan to do what they wanted to do. And he didn't know he was already out of power that even though Biden said he wasn't going to to start uh, mandating, what did he do? He betrayed everybody, started mandating, wanted to use OSHA to go after people. But thankfully, our Supreme Court told him to go fuck off. You know, they didn't have that power and mandates hey, are not legal. That's sorry, the checks sorry. and balances of the government. You know, that's that's checks and balances at work. Checks and balances. Mm. The, the I'm, I'm of- telling you, Brady doesn't want to believe me. I told him in the other program, we need a purge. We need a guillotine system. Oh, uh, come on, bastards, Lottie, God. We got to send them back to hell. We got to send them back to hell. Where well, I mean, that's, you know, but who's going to go do that? You? I mean, I, 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 I really, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to advocate band. this position. I'm making a band of soldiers. Anybody wants to come no, out? Come about? No, no, <laughs> no. I'm not going to join your revolutionary patrol. It's crazy. It's crazy crap. <laughs> Modern crazy day American uh, French story. Revolution. <laughs> crazy crunchy tree. So, so Brady, wrap us up. Like you got one minute. What, would you, what do you say to the audience? I'm not fertilizing any soil with my blood. Um, and so, <laughs> soil and green, soil and green, like Charlton Heston back in the '60s. Soil Let and green. Let Brady talk. Let Brady talk. Soil and green. But yeah, um, thanks for making another clip too. I mean, um, I would totally blame Donald and put a lot of uh, culpability on him. You know, I think it was really weird how he got away with um, all the COVID shit when all of his supporters were so vehemently against it. And not very many of his supporters call him out for some of the bad shit he did in COVID. Um but I really hope we don't have to go through that whole fucking fiasco again in the next election cycle. 
Amen to that, oh. sir. So we gotta wrap it there. That's great. That's great. We gotta we gotta call it though. Thank you guys. That's Thank it. you guys for day. joining. Take care. Take care. Take care, y'all. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access no. unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio Podcasts, and Call In. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.